Good morning, IBCM. It's Monday morning, and so glad that you have joined me this morning for our daily time of Bible study and prayer. I pray you had a great weekend. Those of us who were together uh, for online worship yesterday morning, what a great time that was together. Uh, I hope that you were there with us for worship. If not, uh, start making plans next Sunday to join us for our online worship at 10 a.m. You can join us on our Facebook page, on YouTube, and also on Zoom. And all those links are listed on our Facebook page and our website, www.ibcmanila.org. Well, it's a, a new week, a new day. And as we uh, often quote from Lamentations, every day God's mercy and grace are fresh and new and vital and um, available for us to enjoy as we are beginning this new day and this new week. Let's begin with praise and worship. As let me read uh, the shortest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 117. Uh, in that Psalm, the psalmist has given us a universal call to praise. He wrote, praise the Lord, all nations, glorify him, all peoples, for his faithful love to us is great. The Lord's faithfulness endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes, we want to glorify him. And his grace and mercy is available for all peoples of all nations. Remember the vision that we had of uh, our future promise, and that is all the nations, people from every tongue, tribe, nation, people group, joined together in eternal worship and praise of God. We saw that in Revelation chapter 7. Uh, we, yes, we praise the Lord that, that he is faithful even when we are not. His love endures through all of our hardship, through all of our failure, through all of our wanderings around. His love woos us when we wander away. His love woos us back into his arms, into his fellowship. Uh, and we, so we just want to begin the day by praising the Lord together. Father, we thank you for this new day. And we thank you that that you loved us enough to send your son, Jesus, to die on the cross, to be raised again, defeating death, so that all who trust in him, all who call upon the Lord are saved. You love the world, not just a few people, but the whole world you love. And that grace and mercy is available for all the nations. And we praise you. We praise you for your faithfulness to us, God that we are not always faithful. We are fallible, and we are in a fight against the flesh, our own flesh, our own selfish appetites and desires, but also a fight against the enemy, the devil, and all of his forces who desire to distract us, to destroy us, to tempt us, to turn us away from walking in your path. And in that fight, Lord, when we fail, when we stumble, when we step off the path, you are faithful to convict us and to correct us and to draw us back on the path of faithfulness to you. We praise you, God, for your faithfulness. It endures forever. We praise you, Lord, for your love 
that we experience day by day that was demonstrated in the sacrifice of your only son, Jesus Christ. We praise you today, Lord, and pray that this time of Bible study and prayer will be uh, profound and um, joyful and compelling and persuasive in our lives. I thank you for these brothers and sisters of mine who joined me this morning for this time together. And I pray that you will bless them as we read and meditate and pray your word. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, yesterday we uh, looked at the value of God's word. And this week we're going to drill down in the skills needed to correctly handle God's word. In 2 Timothy 2.15, Paul wrote, a study to show yourselves a worker approved of God, a worker not ashamed, who rightly handles or correctly handles the word of God. We learn from 2 Timothy 3.10-17, yesterday, that one of the values of God's word is that it instructs us how to live a distinguished life. And what we mean by a distinguished life is a life that is distinguished from the world. In the first nine verses of 2 Timothy 3, Paul used 20 words and phrases that described the world. We saw that in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, week before last, in which Isaiah, getting a good view of the majesty of God, which gave him a good view of his own unworthiness to be before God, his sin, which also gave him a correct view of the world around him. He said, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. The closer we draw near to God, the more clear our vision, our understanding of who God is, the more we see ourselves and the more we see the darkness of the world around us. The truth is we live in a highly seductive and promiscuous world. Everywhere we look, we find temptation to fill our minds and to fill our lives with, with uh behavior, conduct, attitude, thought, speech that would not be approved by God. We're daily confronted with sinful options, and we live among people who eagerly take those options. And so if we are to be approved of God, we need to handle correctly the word of God. Handling correctly the word of God instructs us to live a life that is distinguished from the darkness of the world. We truly become, as Jesus called us, the light of the world. We're going to focus today on a skill, which is really an attitude. The first skill we need to correctly handle the word of God is not something we do, but someone we are. We want to talk today about the proper attitude That is where skill begins, the proper attitude. And so we're going to look at Psalm 119, verses 9 and 10 this morning. Psalm 119, verses 9 and 10. We use this 
portion of Psalm 119 yesterday to bring our study of 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 17 to a, a crystal clear application, practical steps in obedience to what God taught us yesterday. So we're going to look at some of these verses during the week this week and other verses that will teach us the skills necessary to correctly handle the word of God so that we are diligent students who are approved of God, who are not ashamed before God. Let me read Psalm 119 verses 9 and 10. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart, do not let me wander from your commands. So the writer has asked a question that troubles us who see the dark world around us, the, the temptations and the sinful options present right before our eyes. And we say, how can, how can I keep myself pure? How can I keep my mind and my heart pure, uncontaminated. The writer actually is asking a question that sadly a lot of people don't even think of asking, but it's the good question. We cannot keep ourselves pure. We cannot keep ourselves from being contaminated in a contaminating world on our own, on our own strength. We need the dynamic strength of God's word by reading God's word and doing what it says. Let's look at these two verses by focusing on two important words. The first word is keep. The word keep means to watch or to preserve. And the implication here is obedience, to watch God's word for a purpose. That is, that is so that we may pursue his, his commands and preserve them in our lives. The idea here is that God's word is a rule or a guide for my life, which I watch carefully. I focus my attention and, and preserve its vitality in my life through living it out by the rule, obedience. So this is really much more than knowledge of God's word. Through my obedience, God's word is kept alive in my life. But I must make sure that I am fully committed. This kind of approach to God's word is not passive and it is not easy. As the psalmist testified, the only way I can I can uh, keep from wandering off the path of God's word is to seek it with my whole heart. That's the second word, to seek God's word. It's, it's interesting that uh, one of the uses of the word seek is, is to tread or walk uh, in a place. We talked about this a little bit yesterday from 2 Timothy 3, in which the word uh, to learn focused on walking a path, even following a person's steps. 
this word in the psalm was also used to describe a frequent journey that one would take to a sacred place. And, and what the word describes is a, a plodding along, a slow, careful, attentive walk. So when I think of what the psalmist is telling us here, keep God's word, which means to watch intently for the purpose, to seek with the whole heart God's word. What comes to my mind are three important adjectives, frequent, disciplined, unhurried. Here's what I mean. The proper attitude that I need for God's word compels me to watch it frequently, to keep at it, to make it a routine in my life. By disciplined, that means that there is a, a rule that I follow, a, a structure that I have, um, a, a willingness to lay aside everything else that might get in the way, which leads us leads me to that that uh, to the next adjective, unhurried. So we walk, we plod, we rest in God's word. We're not in a sprint for facts. Now we discover facts in God's word. We discover uh, knowledge, the wisdom and knowledge of God in God's word, but we're not in a sprint. It is a marathon. Life is a marathon. It's a, it's a marathon of influence that we're seeking through God's word. We don't rush through the reading of God's word to check off a list. Check. I accomplished this list, this, this part of my, my list of to-do today. And, and though it must be a routine, a discipline that we develop, we don't read God's word routinely. What I mean is we do so with all of our heart. And the psalmist word, the heart world, the heart was considered to be the, the place, the storehouse where one's will and values were kept. God's word must first influence our will and values before it will influence our actions and behaviors. But notice also the focus of the psalmist's heart. It was God himself. We don't worship the Bible. We talked about this yesterday. We don't worship the Bible. We worship God. But because we worship God, we have an appetite, a hunger, a desire to hear God's voice. We understand that we cannot have a heart for God's word without a heart for God. And a heart for God's word is evidence of a heart for God. If we are not keeping God's word, if we are not seeking God's word with all of our heart, frequently, uh, attentively, uh, unrushed, we have a problem with our heart relationship with God. So frequent, disciplined, and un unhurried time 
spent in God's word, partnered with a wholehearted devotion to God himself, will keep us from wandering off the path of God's rule for our lives. And that is the answer to the question, how can I keep a clean heart? How can I remain pure, uncontaminated in a contaminating world? The value of God's word is that it instructs me to live a distinguished life, a life that is set apart, that is holy, in a world of darkness and impurity. That's the value of God's word. But that value does not become present and active in my life unless I have this attitude of wholehearted commitment, a desire to keep watch, to give disciplined, unhurried, frequent attention to God's word, to seek it, to search it out with all my heart. That is the first skill that we need to rightly handle the word of God, the attitude of the heart, keeping and seeking God's word. With that attitude in place, we're able and willing to discover other skills to correctly handle God's word. But we start with this one, attitude. Holy Spirit, we're laying our lives before you. We are opening up our hearts to you. And we are asking you this morning to open your searchlight so that we can see every corner, every crevice, every part of our hearts. Because we want to make sure that our hearts are ready and committed to keep, to seek your word. We want to make sure that you prepare our hearts with the right attitude so that we can develop the frequent, disciplined, unhurried study of your word daily. We confess to you, Lord, that we are not able to keep our hearts pure in a contaminating world apart from our relationship with you, apart from the power of your spirit working in us to purify us apart from a committed study of your word, which instructs us to live a distinguished life. We thank you and praise you for your word. And we ask you to forgive us when there are times in our lives that we are inattentive, undisciplined, and passive. We ask you to transform us change us and to, to develop in us a heart for your word. Now, Lord, as we bring this time to a close, we want to intercede for the people and the world 
around us. We want to begin by praying for the country of Afghanistan. And we want to pray, Lord, that you will bring some kind of rule, some kind of order, that you will minimize the suffering and the death. Our hearts cry out to you for those who are suffering, for the loss of liberty, for people who have died. We pray, Lord, for the church in Afghanistan, which is now being pushed farther and farther underground. We pray that you will shore up their faith, give them courage. Lord, today we want to pray for the Bible study leaders in our church, those who facilitate our life connections groups, our discipleship groups, those who are leading our disciple tra discipleship training that is ongoing. We want to pray, Lord, for uh, all of our teachers, those who work with our children and our students. We pray, Lord, that before all of us who teach your word engage in that activity, that you will train us and equip us by your word, that we will set the pace and set the example of being students of your word, workmen who are not ashamed, who correctly handle and teach your word. Lord, this morning we want to pray for uh, these who are sick that we, we pray for often. We want to lift up to you, Pearlie and Becky and Jenny and Bong and Jumong and Nita and pray, Lord, that as they are battling cancer, that you will restore their health, that you will give them vitality, that you will uh, build up their faith, that they will become convinced and persuaded, even in these difficult days, that your love is faithful and real. Lord, today I want to lift up um, two of our friends, Matthew and Riley, who are uh, very sick right now. We pray for healing. I also want to lift up uh, friends who just this morning uh, lost uh, a husband, a brother, a father, a friend, who just this morning passed away in the States, passed away from COVID. And so we lift up the Green family to you, Lord, and pray that you will comfort them and encourage them. Lord, we also want to today lift up um, the the Undog family, the Tumlos family, the Dim family who are taking care of uh, elderly uh, family members, um, a mother, a wife, a sister. We pray, Lord, that you will encourage them, that you will comfort them, that you will strengthen them in days of discouragement and weakness. When they are weary, we pray, Lord, that they will lean into you, 
that they will remember the promise from Jesus. If anyone is weary, tired, exhausted, he can come to me. We can go to you, Jesus, and find rest and energy and comfort. Lord, today we want to lift up our church planters. We pray, Lord, that in Santa and Narbacan and Pangasinan and Palo and Tacloban and Medellin and uh, Mindanao, here in Metro Manila, we pray, Lord, that you will give our church planters courage and boldness, deep faith, pure hearts, a good reputation, favor in the community, wisdom and knowledge, spiritual power and influence as they make disciples in those places. Last of all, Lord, I want to pray again for these brothers and sisters of mine. I pray, Lord, that you will protect them. You will guard their hearts and their minds, that you will give them spiritual power to overcome temptation, that you will continue to develop their heart for your word, their hunger and thirst for you and righteousness, that they will seek first the kingdom of God and trust you as a loving father to provide everything that they need. Lord, as we look at another 10 or so days of MECQ, I think it's been extended till uh, at least another week. We pray, Lord, that you will keep us from discouragement, that you will keep us from laziness, that you will keep us focused, and that you will prepare us for the days ahead when we have more openness and mobility and freedom to be busy on your mission in this city. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for being present. Thank you for giving us access to be present with you. And we pray all this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, God bless you so much. Thank you again for joining with me in uh, Bible study and prayer today. I pray this will be a great day. And I pray that you will meditate and think about um, these two verses in Psalm 119, verses 9 and 10, which teach us the very important principle of a committed uh, heart, a watchful heart, a heart that seeks God's word today. As we learn more and more this week, the skills needed to correctly handle the word of God so that we can live a distinguished life, a light of light in a world of darkness around us. God bless you. Have a great day, and I look forward to seeing you in the morning.